Hello, everybody, and welcome to an all-new Third Nerd, the first, the first Third Nerd that features myself and Adam. Hello! We're back, baby! We're back! Ah, oh, man, this is kind of exciting. Adam and I made a promise to one another that uh, we both agreed, and this is not me putting it on him. We both agreed that we'd done a piss-poor job uh, in the past year of, of getting this thing off the ground. Adam was getting settled into a new gig. I was kind of getting things figured out on my end. Uh, then there's the <laughs> then there's the lovely task of, of organizing somebody who literally is in tomorrow for me. Uh, I believe it's the 11th there, right, Adam? It's already, it's already Monday. It is Monday the 11th. And it is approximately 10.30 a.m. It's about 3.28, 3.30 p.m. right here in, in uh, Central California on, obviously, the Sunday the 10th. Um, so, yeah, you imagine when you put all of those things uh, in tandem with one another and it can become a bit of a pain in the ass. But we both agreed that... Uh, we just needed to give it a little bit more oomph. And in 2019, that's what we are here to do. Um, we we do have some guests lined up. Uh, Adam, why don't you tell us a little bit about what, what, what were some of the ideas we're cooking over? Uh, where were we? So in terms of guests, you mean, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, we're looking at uh, having uh, the internet uh, superstar graphic designer in the in the in the vein of Boss Logic. Some of you will be familiar with his name if you've seen him on Twitter or on Instagram. He does some amazing work. Um, he's also a fellow Australian like myself. Um, uh, we've got uh, a comic book uh, big name in the pipeline. Do we do we tease that one or should we just just blurt it out? We can just tell him. We can just tell them now. We've been we've been teasing around with this. All right, you, can, you drop the bomb on that one, then, man. You all right, all right. So, as people know, I'm a huge Punisher stan. Um, it's sort of what I do. Uh, now, listen, there are a million different ways you could go with the Punisher, but one of my favorite recent runs was by Becky Cloonan. And I bugged Becky and bugged Becky and bugged Becky. I didn't really bug, bug, bug. Uh, all I had to do was ask. And and she's tremendously gracious. Um, I actually, I had hit her up a while ago, said we were going to do something. Adam and I tried to reach out to her. But understandably, I have no idea how often she's on Twitter, let alone the fact that she's got like triple the followers of Adam and I combined. Um, so I imagine she just, you know, her, her timeline when she opens it is it's probably moving pretty rapidly, I would suspect. Um, and with that said, uh, it took a minute, but I reached out to her after I punished, uh, after I punished, after I published my Punisher piece, um, today on the Marvel Report, which if you get the chance after you hear this podcast, go and check it out. It is five epic Punisher uh, stories from the comics that you definitely want to check out. And even more than just the five, I also held a little section and a little class for the honorable mentions. And um, Becky Cloonan is, is actually one of my favorite Punisher writers. 
and I mentioned her in the article, and we are working out a time for an article or for a podcast that we will be doing, which we will post on the Marvel Report. So that way, a larger audience can hear this. Um, and uh, I know that for myself, getting to talk to Becky about some of those ideas is going to be fantastic. And I've already put Adam on reading Becky's collection. So that way, when we sit her down, it's going to be a series of, okay, explain to me how the Punisher came about killing somebody with a grandma in a motorcycle. These are going to be real <laughs> questions. I promise they will be asked. Um but yeah, that's just one. Those are just two little surprises that we have in store as we try and uh, as we try and set our sights a little bit higher than just a couple episodes. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna wrap it up. We're gonna wrap it up. Oh, I swear to God. But today, um, I don't know, man. Uh, before we get into to, to some of the general stuff that that we're gonna get into, all right. So. I'm curious about this this thing that's going on in comic book Twitter right now, which is I recently had a uh, a little back and forth with Ethan Van Siver. I don't even know if that's how you pronounce his name. I don't care. Um, <clears throat> but anyway, the guy said that uh, he, he was basically put out a tweet that he was online to troll people Um about Carol, like in 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 the fact that he he kind of feels Marvel did a disservice, like Carol's a man, yada yada yada, uh, hinting at Marvel. And yep. see, I don't get this. Like I I've, I've tried to legitimately wrap my mind around this and intellectualize it, not not so that I can rationalize it, but so that I can understand it. It's important to me, no matter how stupid. I think an opinion is that I try to, on some level, understand where that person is coming from, because I do think you can get a lot further in conversation. If you try and look past, you don't not look past the words, because sometimes you definitely shouldn't look past the words. But if you can, in for an instant, peer past the words and look at the motivation or the man, mm. it can often, often fill in the sort of extra details, like, is this a person that's naturally prone to just being angry? Are they really upset about this? Or are they just saying it because their friends are? There is a genuine population of people that are upset with the idea that Captain Marvel was not Marvel, but rather Carol Danvers. Now, we know sexism is a part of this, but, 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 but let's just, let's toss that aside because it's way too easy. And, and really it, it it's non-productive to just say, well, they're sexist and that's it. Um, what on earth does saying she wasn't originally a, a, a woman bring to the proceedings? Like, what does it really bring to the proceedings when somebody says that? Like, what, what how do you, I'll just leave it there. What do, you, what do you think they're even trying to say? Really? Man, uh, look, this whole the whole thing about gender is what's at play in here, and it's not, it, it extends beyond comic books. I think anyone who takes issue with a fictional character that was once a man that's now being portrayed as a woman. It's like it's like it's to me it's semantics and it, and it's just people have hang-ups you know what I mean 
And, you know, it's, it's a, I think it stems from everything being uh, very politically correct and whatnot and, and uh, in, in today's age. And some people just can't deal with that. And I think some people like to use these things as lightning rods and they throw it out as an opinion on social media because they want to get a reaction or they want to troll people or that's how they actually feel. You know what I mean? And they're staunch about it and they want to like, you know, fight the power, so to speak. So it's, I, I don't get wrapped up in it. Um, to me that, you know, a, a character can start out as one thing and it can grow into something else and evolve. Like that's just storytelling. You know what I mean? So that's where I stand on it. Um, I think Did, some how, people. How much Captain Marvel, like Marvel, have you read? Well, this is the thing. You know, you know, with me from previous discussions, Josh, that I'm not a big guy in terms of like being into the cosmic characters um, of, of the Marvel universe, so to speak. Obviously, I know you know certain ones more than others. Um, Captain Marvel, like I'm going in blind. Uh, to a large extent, I, I've only become familiar with with the Carol, Carol Danvers character pretty much around I think uh, when uh, I think around the Civil War when the, when the Civil War sort of came into play in the comics. I think that's when I first sort of really you know got more exposure to the character, and then since because that's also when I really got heavily back into comics too around that time. So. Um, you know, for me, even, even the film, I'm going in blind, you know what I mean? And, and for me, that's exciting because like, I, I did that that with guardians to an extent. Yeah. Same, same. I I don't, I don't have any, I don't have high expectations. I don't have low expectations. I just, I just see if I'm just going to see a film that is connected and intertwined with all the other Marvel films and characters that I am familiar with. So you know, it, it's an exciting time for me. Um, but, yeah, I guess we'll get more into the film later in the podcast. But that's pretty much my stance, man. See, where I come down on it is I've 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 read a bunch of Marvel, the dude, just just because I, I was bored, I had the time. I'm like, I'm just going to read everything this guy's been in. You know, I, I, I pulled up a list. Um, similar to how you can pull up a Thanos list and read everything ever Thanos has ever been in. I was like, and and coincidentally enough, it was when I was doing my Thanos list, he and Marvel kind of intertwined. And I decided, you know what? I'm going to read, I'm going to read more on Captain Marvel than I have in the past. And and, look, man, I don't mean to bash him if it's anybody's character, but personally, I didn't find him that compelling. That's not to say he was not involved in compelling storylines, but on what, a, a quick, just a quick just a quick interruption. What what era in terms of like uh, time frame wise? When, when when was his character a big deal? What how what how many years ago are we talking? Like what what was the sort of genesis of him? He was kind of Marvel was created in in. Um, the seventies. He was created. Oh no, excuse me. He was created in the, in the late sixties, but Captain Marvel as a character sort of really got going in the seventies when Jim Starlin sort of took things over and they had Stanley, uh, Jim Starlin and a couple other guys that were, 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 would take this character on and they sort of 
they uh, they put him in uh, several different examples. I mean, there was him battling with a negative zone. He gets involved in the Kree Squirrel War. Then he ends up in in uh, immediately after that in a situation to where he's trying to prevent Thanos in the Cosmic Cube, and then really shortly after that, from the Cosmic Cube, we go just right into Infinity Gauntlet. So Captain Marvel all kind of came. It was like all on the backs of this stuff, and yeah. and somewhere in between the Cosmic Cube um, and that, he runs into this character named Nitro. And while Captain Marvel's trying to eliminate a bomb by this character, uh, Marvel is exposed to this powerful, uh, it's a nerve agent, and it essentially, uh, he, 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 originally, like, he's quite sick, but then they give him a cure, but then it turns out that it was cancer-causing, and all sorts of crazy different things, and he dies because of cancer. So, it's, it's, it's one of these characters that it's uh, his storylines can be convoluted and I get that he's cosmic and, and, you know, it's this, this Rick Jones, Walter Lawson, Marvell, all sorts of different things involved with this character. And I just got to say, man, I never found him compelling. I read yeah. it because I'm like, I, I, I like Carol more than I like him. So I just decided mm. that I was going to read him to understand Carol. Gotcha. So, I don't know. I hope that was... People who've read the character are familiar with him are going to understand a lot of that, but... um, Yeah, it was, it was one of the first times we had, like, the death of a major character in Marvel. It was one of the... It was their very first ever graphic novel, I believe, uh, the death of Captain Marvel was. Um... So, I mean, it obviously is history-making for the right reasons. Uh, mm -hmm. And then the character came back in the 90s. Uh, there was Genis Vell and, and Marvel, or Thanos has used the Reality Stone to restore. It, it's all crazy, man. But, but, but the point here being is that by the time they really kind of brought Marvel back into things, I really feel like Carol had already started to take off. Like, I, I feel like it was already headed in that direction to where she could take... I mean, Carol's already got infinitely cooler storylines just with the rogue thing. You're right. I mean, and, and you don't even have to have read Carol to know that. All you have to have watched is the X-Men cartoon and the children. They, they, they run that down uh, in an episode uh, with Carol Danvers and, and Rogue. Um... I just, I don't know, I, I find Carol to be the more compelling character here. I really do. Mm. Yeah, look, I, I think it makes, I think it makes sense from a lot of perspectives for her to, to be this, you know, the Captain Marvel that we're going to get in the film format. Um, I think it suits this day and age. I think it suits the, the current lineup of, Marvel films that we've had, you know what I mean? Like in terms of, in terms of the standalone films, um, you know, a lot of them have been guys. So All of you know, we have, we're still yet to see a, um, a black widow film. Um, this would be the first female lead we've seen in 22 movies. 
Exactly. You know what I mean? So it makes it makes perfect sense, especially when you consider the, the success of uh, Wonder Woman for DC. So, you know, it's it's time. It's time. It's simply time. Well, with that, let's kind of jump into it. So Captain Marvel releases soon. Yep. What are your general thoughts? Well, as I touched on a few minutes back, like I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for the film. Um, you know, just briefly, I'll just say the same thing again. You know, for me, it's, I'm going in blind, so I don't have like any high expectations or low expectations. Um, I'm just going in to, to see what it brings to the table and how it's intertwined uh, with the other films. Um, I think it's cool that we're going to get to see more Nick Fury. Um, because we haven't had a, a bit of him for a while, and I'll watch Samuel L. Jackson in anything. Uh, what else am I sort of geeked about it? Um, from a special effects standpoint, I think it's going to be pretty bloody amazing. Um, just from the trailer alone, it seems pretty action-packed, uh, and, uh, you know, it'll it's going to tick a few boxes that I don't think we've really sort of had before in terms of, you know, the, the cosmic side of things. Um, that's pretty much where I stand on it, man. Like I'm, I'm, I'm pumped for it. You know what I mean? But I'm not like, yeah, best thing ever kind of thing. But yeah, that's where I sort of stand. Where, where do you think this film, when you go and see it, what sort of, from, from like, I don't know, Thor the Dark World to, uh, and I like that movie, but I'm just using what the general consensus worst mm. Marvel film is. From 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 Thor The Dark World to Avengers Infinity War, like, where do you expect this film to rank by the time you're done with it? Like, what, based on the cast, based on what you know, etc. And I'm not saying, like, oh, I have this much excitement for it, but just, you, we need, like, look, We've, we've done this about 20 times with these movies. By now, if we don't have a good idea of what we're going to get with these movies, like, that's on us. It's, it's not on Marvel. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, where, so where do I, I personally think it'll rank in my own terms of life? Yeah, like where, do you, where do you guesstimate? Like, oh, I, I based on what I know already, plus what I think, I... I think this film could safely be in the blank zone. I reckon for me, I think it'll be somewhere between like probably like the Ant-Man films and, 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 and probably like maybe between the Ant-Man and guardians in the, in the middle there, sort of like, um, it's hard to say, like, you know, like, you talk about the Thor films, like for me, obviously Ragnarok is is probably up there. As I wonder why. <laughs> um, but, but yeah, I reckon it's going to hover around there. You know what I mean? It, it's a bit I, hard. I like to that. Think. What's that? Sorry. I like that. That's that's. I have a I have a similar ranking, but I don't know where you rank Ant-Man and Guardians, they happen to be among my my, my top Marvel movies. I, I, I personally thought Ant-Man was one of the most underrated movies that Marvel put out there. And I, I excuse me, now with Ant-Man and the Wasp, it's starting to get that credit. People are realizing just how brilliant 
and, and hilarious those movies are. Like they're just yeah. they're just a different breed. They're fun. They're paced. Yeah. They're heist films. They're fun. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, and I, I think it'll sit around in, in that in that sort of bracket. You know what I mean? I think I think that's fair. I do. I do think that's fair. Um, I, but, I have, what's up? But with that said, sorry to interject. But with that said, I think we're going to get a different kind of Marvel film that we haven't gotten before. Because, like, if you're basing it off what we've seen in the trailers and what you've heard from, like, um, sort of, you know, uh, from the filmmakers and whatnot, where they're sort of saying it's they've, they've sort of crafted it like a 90s action film. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, and obviously I'm not, I don't mean just mean in terms of the time period the film's set in, but the way it, it's been made. Like, that's how they've sort of approached it. And I think that's pretty effing cool because, like, there's not really any other Marvel film that's sort of like that. You know what I mean? So I, yeah. I think we're going to get something like because you look at like all the all the sort of like Air Force kind of component of it. You know what I mean? Like that's going to be different. I'm like I'm sure we're going to get some like fighter planes and stuff thrown in there. Like that's a different look altogether. You know what I mean? So and ter- and also in terms of the tone, like I think it's going to be a bit different. So you know it. it it could be like its own beast, you know what I mean? Like a whole new, a whole new sort of thing for them to tap into. I think that's what's so great about, and you hit it right on the head, is that we have a film that's going to be, for all intents and purposes, Marvel's version of the Terminator. Um, they've been pretty, they've been pretty open about this, like you know, saying yeah that the, the Terminator is a huge influence on what we're doing here, and the fun of what Marvel does is that they create they create these characters while giving you a different type of film. Like I just talked about with Ant Man being a heist film, and with Guardians being a cosmic film, but also tied extremely heavily to music that we know and love and have heard growing up. Um. These are just different things that Marvel has done. That's why I've said, you know, when they close the deal with Fox after it clears those last couple countries, you know what I think could be a thing that they haven't done? Bring in the Dazzler and make a musical. (laughs) I'm I'm just putting it out there. Marvel does all these different types of things. If you know a musical is coming, it damn well better feature the Dazzler. That's all I'm saying. But coming back to Captain Marvel, that, that's what I really am looking forward to the most about this film, is that Marvel has done such a great job of showing me their vision for other styles of films, like political thrillers, uh, with the Winter Soldier heist film with Ant-Man, uh, road, buddy road trip, uh, cosmic road trip with Thor and, uh, and, and Hulk. Um, there's just so many different types of trips, uh, 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 and variations that we've seen on these films, but we haven't had ourselves a movie rooted in a decade that all of us are really familiar with. And for us nineties babies, we want this, damn it. <laughs> Yeah, I, man. And, I just wonder like, how people can be so in love with the '80s, and now I'm like, oh shit, I get it. It just took getting well, older. It's smart man, it's a smart play on their behalf because '90s retro is is cool now. You know what I mean? Like, you look around, like 
a lot of stuff from the nineties is back. You know what I mean? Whether it's fashion or music or da 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 da, like like it's it's reselling old video game systems is new. We are reselling Nintendos and Super Nintendos. Like imagine if when Nintendo pulled the plug on the NES, they're like, dude, we're gonna make millions off this again in twenty years. You'd have been like, whatever. You're not gonna. It's dead. T- it's eight bit. And yet, here we sit. (laughs) Say no more, man. Say no more. Oh, my God. Ah, Kids these days just don't know, man. I'll tell you, man. We we had... I know every generation says they had the best childhood, but we had it all, man. We're the only generation that had it all. We're... We're at that that point where, where two rivers come together at a fork with... VCRs and beepers and eight tracks and record players and iPods and Sony Walkman, man. Yeah, dude, I had like 19 different versions of Sony Walkmans and Discmans and Discman. Yep. Kids these days don't even know what music skipping in your CD player is. That, that's a whole nother podcast for another time. <laughs> it was all about trying to go out and buy that CD player that had like that 40 second skip, skip protector, the ASP. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, my God. But uh, yeah, man, we had it all. We had the technology and we had to do it by hand. And, yeah. and, and I think the 90s are like that perfect blend of everything where you i still remember i don't know if you've ever seen the the footage of i want to say it's like katie couric and al roper they're sitting there discussing what the internet is it was from like good morning la and katie couric and al roper are sitting there and they're like well there's this new thing called an email and, then, and, and dude, it's hilarious because neither Katie nor Al have any concept of how this works, and they they can't they can't even figure it's is that an about symbol? No, it's at at. How is that at? Oh my god! I'm gonna need, I'm gonna need to YouTube that. I've never seen that. It's absolutely great. They legitimately have no idea what this technology is. And, and they were laughing about it a couple of years ago when the video resurfaced. And it was just like, man, imagine a time when we didn't know that stuff. But yeah. we can imagine that time, man. We can imagine it. So I, I think this film is going to hit, like, low-key. I'm really excited for the soundtrack to this film. Okay. That'll be interesting. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Oh, I, I, don't, I, didn't really, I didn't really thought too much about that, actually. I don't, I don't know how good it's going to be. I, I know they said they're going to use 90s songs. I even heard a whisper of, of Tool being in the movie. Um, I know, obviously, they got license enough to, to put a Nine Inch Nails shirt or a Tool shirt. Um, I think she was wearing a Nine Inch Nails with the jacket. But, uh, yeah. you know, I, I, I've, I've heard various different artists could be in it, but... Um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of low key excited for that. I'm not saying every '90s hit that I hear in that movie will be a bop, but you know, <laughs> we didn't. Nobody ever listened to the same '90s music, man. Well, look, I I, I think it would be a miss if they didn't have Pretty Fly for a White Guy in there. <laughs> <laughs> 
at least at some point. But who do you do that for? Because it's about a white. I'm, jo- I'm, jo- I'm just joking. There's no way I would want to hear that song in that film. No, Phil Coulson. <laughs> Phil Coulson. Have Phil Coulson because he's in this movie. Have him sitting in the. Have you seen Fired Up? No. Okay, so it's a movie about two dudes that decide to become cheerleaders, and it's one of those irreverent styles of comedies. But anyway, they got this dude in there, and uh, every time Chumbawamba comes on, it's like this car. It's like this frat dude and his brothers, uh, okay. like it, 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 just singing "Tub Thumping" by Chumbawamba. And I just, I want Phil driving down the road, just singing that song. As loudly as possible. <laughs> well, look, there's there's two there's two uh, choices we're both thrown out there. Let's see, let's see <laughs> if, if the good folks at Marvel and Disney and the powers that be decide to go that route. Well, listen, we know Clark Gregg follows the Marvel Report, so maybe what I really need to do is just write a column suggesting that Clark Gregg beg for one reshoot. Where he's singing Pretty Fly for a White Guy. <laughs> Either that or I want him singing Beastie Boys. That's a good choice. We, uh, what, what, Intergalactic? I would actually, yeah. Yeah, that's cheating. Well, I guess it would depend, because it's set in 1996. When did Intergalactic come out? Wasn't that like 1998 or something? Because that'd be a little anachronistic. I'm pretty sure it was 98, man. Yeah, because um, recently here in Australia, one of our radio stations, Triple J, they actually just did, because they do it every year on Australia Day, they do a hottest 100 songs of the year, and they actually just did a recount from the 1998 songs because the number one song of that countdown of that year was Pretty Fly for a White Guy. And so I remember that Intergalactic was, I think, made it into the, I want to say the top five or ten around that mark. And the, re- and, the, and the reason they did the recount is because it was a controversial pick of that song being the number one song. So as it turned out, after, after the recount, Pretty, Pretty Fly for a White Guy was still the number one song pick. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you're right. Okay, it looks like... Uh, uh, both appeared on Hello... No, one of them appeared on Hello Nasty. Yep. And then, yeah, Pretty Fly for a White Guy was 1998 as well. Yep, correct. Yep. Uh, that, uh, and that appeared on Offsprings, what was it, Americana. Yep, that's right. Oh. Yep. That's kind of strange, man. Yeah, you know, Offspring are huge USC guys. Oh, there you go. Dexter Holland is actually or actually an honorary member of the uh, University of Southern California marching band, which is why USC covers so many offspring songs, and Dexter Holland has come out and performed with them. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I know that. Fun things that tie in. So, yeah, yeah man, it, it, if, but you know what? They already included Booty Call in uh, in what in uh, Endgame. Or excuse me, in Infinity War, and that was an anachronism. Um, that didn't come out until nineteen, I think ninety two. Bill Bellamy, um, mm-hmm. and uh, that movie was he was taken from Earth in eighty eight. So there's really no way he could have known about uh, Booty Call. Oh, well, there you go. 
Sorry, we ruined that for you. Um, what do you think this film is going to do in terms of revenue, kind of getting on to the next one? Good question. I would... Is this a billion-dollar film? Sorry, what's that? Is this a billion-dollar film? I don't I don't know about that. Aquaman's a billion. I would, I would hazard a guess that it would be between 600 to 800. I'm going to say it cracks a billion. Really? Yeah. Well, hang on. What what did what did Infinity War do? 1.4? Let me see. Uh, look. It's got to be around that mark, surely. Infinity War. No, the Infinity War tipped over 3 billion for global box office. Okay. All right. So, you're talking about a film in that one that A had Every pretty much every single character that we've come to know in a Marvel film in it. This one, this one doesn't really have, doesn't carry that kind of weight. That's why I'm lowballing it. Um, I know from research that Wonder Woman did over 800, right? And that's that's a powerful female character that's a lot of you know intellectual property that people have come to know the character. Carol doesn't carry that kind of like sort of uh, same sort of draw card power in my opinion. So that's why I'm saying in that in that ball in that ballpark 600 to 800 range. I think this is going to clear a billion because it is going to get a much larger push than Wonder Woman did. Wonder yep. Woman also suffered no matter how good people say this film is there are still a contingent of people who are saying, I will wait until it comes out on video. I'm not going to see another DC movie in theaters. I have just been disappointed too many times. And it didn't I, matter how good the press was I, on Wonder Woman. You know? Uh, yeah, I fall into that category. Yeah, and, and, and I don't blame those people. I generally am the same way, except I have gone to see Wonder Woman. I did go see Aquaman and IMAX 3D. I do not regret that one damn bit. Um, but Aquaman did a billion. So yeah. if Aquaman can do a billion, Carol Danvers can and should do a billion. Because Aquaman wasn't even getting half the reviews that Wonder Woman did critically. Wonder mm. Woman was critically acclaimed. People were loving the acting. People just said Aquaman was fun, and it made a billion. Yeah. And it's See, not Aquaman. It's, Aquaman is he's freaking Aquaman. I mean, get me wrong. I want to see an aquatic Namor film, but Namor is a dick. He's interesting. <laughs> Arthur, Arthur was like the dude you want to go out shopping with and hang out with all the time. I loved the film, but you know, there, there, there was never you never had to worry about Arthur like growing up as a person. And he's just kind of already there. So I don't know. I, yeah. If Look, Aquaman can do a billion, I think Carol can. That's that's my story. You could be right, man. You could be right. I I, I just have my. Uh, like I said to you, I think this probably also ties in with what I, I was saying earlier. Like, I, I guess my my um, expectations are low, and I guess that probably sort of sits uh, sits around this topic too. You know what I mean? Like, 
Um, Brie Larson is is not is not a, you know a big draw card, but you know neither is Jason Momoa, or however you pronounce his surname. I might be saying that wrong. Apologies if I am. Um, so you know you could be right, man. It could it could blow blow things out of you know out of the uh, in you know, in a big way. So we'll just have to wait and see, I guess. What this film has going forward is a couple things. Okay. Wonder Woman was basically Gal Gadot and Chris Pine. Yeah. I mean, you had Remus Lupin in there as as Ares, but it was it was basically Chris Pine and 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 Gal Gadot. Yep. In this film, you have Clark Gregg, who's a cult favorite. Everybody loves yep. Colson. You know for a fact that you're getting a de-aged Nick Fury in a much larger role than we've seen Nick Fury in quite some time. Yep. And you also get Jude Law in a very prominent role. And Jude Law is generally considered a good actor. People enjoy the stuff he's been in. Um, 100%. And I think... Shout out, shout out to those people who watched him in Elfie and enjoyed that film, because I'm one of them. <laughs> um, but I think when you put all of that together, I think you get a film that, even if not of the sum of its parts, it could reach a billion because of that. Mm-hmm. I think, and I think another thing that, you know, we haven't really, and I'm, I'm sure you're probably about to segue into this and I'm probably might've beaten you to the punch. I guess yeah. just, just the fact that it's going to tie in to all the other Marvel films, that's going to be a draw card too. So, you know, I could be lowballing it, man. You might be, you might be on the mark. Um, well, we're going to find out. We're going to find out who's right. We're going to find out who guessed right. Again, it's just a guessing game, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see. I think it all depends on the opening. We'll kind of have a better picture from there. Um, yeah. I was going to ask you this question, but since you wouldn't know the answer, I'll ask it. I, I put out there, um, you know, who do we think Jude Law is playing? Um, was it going to be Jan Rog, which is Marvel's biggest villain? Is it going to be Marvel, or is he going to be? Play. I put Mariog on our run sheet, but that's basically me combining I, I, a portmanteau of their names, uh, where he'll be part Marvel and then reveal himself to be a bad guy. Ha ha! I'm really young Rog. Um, because Marvel likes to do the bait and switch. That's that's yeah. been a pretty consistent staple in this. Uh, it started in the original Iron Man with Jeff Bridges, <laughs> and they've done it. Why did they, they did it in the Thor with Loki? Um, not so much in Captain America, but you know, it's been somewhat of a staple. Mm. Does it matter to you? I mean, if he's playing one or the other or both, like, are you going to care being a guy that hasn't really read into it? Or are you hoping that they stick with one or the other for the purposes of, of comic continuity? Well, well, in the to answer the first part of your question, I think he's going to be Yon Rog, and I'm basing that strictly off the fact that toy toy lines have sort of leaked that have sort of indicated that. Um, now that doesn't mean that they might might not pull the bait and switch because that could happen as well, and then he becomes another character, and then that toy comes out. 
So, look, to answer the second part of your question, does it really phase me? Not really. Um, I'm not heavily invested in the characters, so I'm not going to be like, you know, butthurt or heartbroken if, you know, one of them doesn't appear and the other doesn't. Um, to me, that's just semantics. But, you know, that also comes down to the fact of what I've mentioned prior about not being heavily invested in the co- in the cosmic characters. Um, I guess looking at it from a standpoint of, of who he's going to be kind of like, that's kind of a draw card too, I guess for some people as well. You know what I mean? So, but no doubt knowing, knowing how backlash works when it comes to pop culture, there are going to be some upset people and I'm sure they will get online and blurt out whatever they need to blurt out to their heart's content. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm sure that there's going to be a large number of people who are just pissed all hell and back about uh, about this notion. But uh, I, I think he is going to play both of them. Um, yeah. I, 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 consider, I considered that this morning too. Like, you know, why can't prior to the podcast I was thinking about, I thought, why can't he play two characters? You know what I mean? Like, it's not it's not out of the realm of possibility. Yeah, I, I just think it's something that, that Marvel's done well. They, they've done it a million times. It's comfortable. And on top of that, like, who doesn't want to see it? Like, why would you cast Jude Law to just, I don't know, be yeah, like, unless Jude Law is going to be uh, a, a major character in the film, then it doesn't make sense. And I just don't see him in a training role. Like, I really do feel he's got a turn. <coughs> Excuse me. Yeah, exactly. But um, on that note, where was it? I was looking at, <sighs> let's talk about some Endgame. Oh, yeah. Let's talk about some Endgame. How excited were you for that trailer? Oh, I was pretty damn excited. Um, I've watched it quite a substantial amount of times now. Um, and for the purpose of this podcast, I watched it again this morning. But I also, <laughs> but I also went back and watched the first one. And I think the first trailer hits harder than the second one. You think? Yep. Yep. I think, I just think in terms of uh, the chill factor, I think is more so there in the first trailer. The second trailer is kind of like, we're going, we're, we're getting ready now. You know what I mean? Like we're gearing up for this and don't get me wrong. It's, 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 it's great. But yeah. I think the first one has more impact. So, so you're, you're more in favor of the one that says, but not us. Yeah. The one with like Tony when he's in space and, and, uh, and whatnot. Yeah. That one. No, 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 no. Uh, the first one was the one with Tony in space. The one where he's running out or he's like food and water ran out or food ran out three days ago. And then at the end of the trailer, you've got Ant-Man. Hey, guys, let me in. Ant-Man, I know you know that. That that was the first trailer. And then I right. think the second trailer 
was the one where it shows and that was even really more just a spot but it shows steve putting on the shield he's like i forget what it is it's like some people lay down some people give up but not us yeah yeah and oh, so that, I'm, I'm referring to the first one with tony yeah okay yeah i think that first one is is i would have been fine if they never released another trailer after that like pretty this much, is it. much yeah <clears throat> I would be I would be totally down with that. Um and, and I kinda hope that that's actually <clears throat> yeah. We'll see, but I I I have heard that they're not going to put out more than the first twenty or thirty minutes of of the uh of the movie in any trailer. They want to kind of keep those surprises. I know I'm jumping around on the list here, but like what do you make of that rumor that they won't show anything beyond the first 20 or 30 minutes of, of the film and TV spots? I think it makes sense. I think it's clever uh, to, you know, like a lot of trailers, you watch some trailers these days and they, you pretty, you pretty much can come up with a summation of the film within, you know, a two minute trailer or two and a half minute trailer. Cause it almost starts from, from start to finish. You know what I mean? So I like the I like the fact that there's it's left to your imagination. You know that's how a trailer should be. Um, don't throw everything in there. You know what I mean? Like that that's how trailers used to be back in the day. So I appreciate it, and and I, I think all that does is is help to build the buzz and the hype around the film. Like it's 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 clever, and I think it's a smart way to go about it. It seems like it would be. beneficial to everybody involved for Marvel to limit the amount of information that comes out about this film even more so because look, I I didn't actually, I, I, it didn't ruin it for me in any sense of the world word, but I, I wasn't actually, there were very few surprises for me in, in infinity war. Um, I, I, predicted that Peter Dinklage would be playing a tree and that four would have to visit the forge to get a new hammer stormbreaker. Um, I, I predicted uh, a number of other things. I, I, well, I didn't know that it was on Vormir because come on, man, they, they just decided to put it on Vormir. They could have put it anywhere. Um, I said that everyone was miserably wrong with their assertion that, uh, the vibranium mound had anything at all to do with the soul stone. Like it was just not right at all. Like that would be, it would be the worst way to make Wakanda uninteresting. It is to say that it's powered by this gem. And once we take the gem away, Wakanda's just basically anywhere else. That'd be so stupid. Um, yeah. And that's why I didn't think they would do that. And they did. Um, they brought back the red skull. Uh, I, that was kind of a surprise for me. I, I had been saying since the original Captain America that I knew he didn't die because how could he? It's just the Tesseract, and all the Tesseract does is transport people places. It's not known for killing them, which makes me kind of like a like a nod to to the to the death character in the books, though, wasn't it? Like essentially. Yeah, it was kind of a nod. They had him out there. They had him all knowledgeable. But at the same time, 
I still think that death has a role to play in Marvel. I just think Marvel wanted to take everybody through a journey and see what worked. Like yeah, if, if Marvel found out that these things in space and these weird characters and interdimensional battles with Dormammu, does all that crap work? Are people going to be interested? Yeah, hell yeah, they are. Okay. Now we can come up with some other crap. Now we can come up with crazier stuff. Now we can put it out there and really sort of take this thing. Like we, we, it seems so likely that Captain Marvel is either going to touch on secret invasion or it's going to help lead to secret invasion. And that's why it's being dropped here. Yeah. Because Marvel wanted to wait until Thanos was almost off the table before they introduced the scrolls. Yep. So, I, I, but but Endgame, we have no idea what could come. And uh, anybody who didn't see Thanos' snap coming just needs help. Um, but <laughs> I, I I don't know. I I feel like Endgame could go anywhere. So I would be heavily in favor of not seeing as much as possible. Like. I can try and predict, but I want to fail miserably. I want it to be like, oh crap, I, I didn't come anywhere close. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah, that that's the that's that's and that's how I think they're gonna play it. I don't I, I don't think we're gonna know you know everything that, that it all is encompassing. So, you know, it, it, that's the that's the that's the fun of, of, of these films, you know, it's like what are they gonna do? When we have to wait till April to find out. And you know, I remember when Infinity War dropped, we're like, oh, now, now we have to wait till April. But April is almost here. And between now and then, we have Captain Marvel to tie this over. So it's like... It's and basically, far- you can go watch Captain Marvel two or three times, and by then, you're going to be so ready for Endgame, and guess what? <laughs> exactly, man. Exactly. It's great. It's great. Oh, this is the best part of the year. Everyone keeps talking about, yeah, basketball season's kicking up and baseball's going to start. I'm like, no, they've got more Marvel stuff coming. Um, <laughs> so let's touch on a couple questions before we get out of here, man. Who's dying? Why? Uh, I don't know, man. I, I, this question always is always tough for me to answer. Uh, I can't help you, like everyone always goes. Yeah, it's got to be Tony. Yeah, it's got to be Cap. But and I, I wouldn't rule out either. But you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if there's a, a couple of other fringe characters that that get the chop too. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, like the thing is, if it's Tony, I don't see Don Cheadle taking over the, the franchise's war machine. I just don't see it. I don't think he has the weight to carry a Marvel film by himself. Um, don't get me wrong. I like Don Cheadle. I just don't see them doing that. Um, he doesn't have the star star power to, to, to helm a film, I don't think. Um, so, you know, he could be a character that goes as well. You just don't know. Um, who else? Uh, I hope well, it's not that, Wouldn't that be kind of dick because they already paralyzed him? Well, who's that? Uh, War Machine. <laughs> I mean, Tony Tony had to invent that thing for him to walk again. Like, they already paralyzed the dude. Now they're going to kill him? Well, it wouldn't shock me, man. 
You know what I mean? Oh, like, fair enough. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me. Who do you who do you see going out? I've I've wondered on this, and and I've gone back and forth, back and forth. We know it's not going to be strange. We know it's not going to be uh, Black Panther. We know it's not going to be you know Spider Man. I've wondered if Hawkeye doesn't die, and they don't bring in a Kate Bishop um, down the <laughs> line. I've wondered. Um, I've wondered about Thor. You know, people mm. always people always expect that it's either going to be Tony or Cap, but what if it's Thor? What if it's what if it's Bruce? Yeah, like, I don't know, man. I don't know. I feel like those those two characters tie too well into the galactic kind of side of things, man. Yeah, but Chris Hemsworth has now been with Marvel since two thousand and eight. Since before that, really. Since he had to get cast before that. Yeah. Thor comes out. Oh, no, actually, I think Thor was 2010. So I think, yeah. I think Thor comes out in 2010. He gets cast in 2008. Um, you know, I, I wonder, he was contemplating... He was contemplating leaving... Um, he was cast at Marvel Studios announced on it would appear May 16th, 2009. So um, Chris Hemsworth becomes Thor in 2009. And, and, you know, it's 10 years later at a certain point in your life. I mean, <laughs> the beautiful part about Thor dying is that he's died before. And, and because he's a god, it's a little bit easier to bring him back. You Ooh. kill off Steve and Tony, and now you kind of have to do something really big to bring them back. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, don't, I, guess, I guess the question is, I don't know, but I wonder if Nebula goes. Yeah, that's that's see, that's what I mean. That's, that's a fringe one that could definitely be in play. All right, so if we have to pull a gun on a big Avenger, which big Avenger goes? We have to pull the gun on one. We we can't guess. We have to pull the gun. Well, it's not going to be four. Well, we know it's not going to be Black Widow because she's going to get her own film soon, so it won't be her. Why? Not necessarily, because does Black Widow's does Black Widow's film necessarily have to be set? After Endgame, no, That's, you, could, you could set the Red Room. Yeah, but why kill off a character if you're gonna give them their own film? What's why do people want to feel invested if the character's dead? You know what I mean? Okay, yeah, all right. That well, it's Marvel, and anything can happen. <laughs> yeah, anything can happen. Um, so if it's gonna be one of the main ones, so let's cap Tony Hulk. Black Widow, Hawkeye, who else am I missing? Thor. That's pretty much it, isn't it? The main lineup. Yeah, you get the main lineup is is Cap, Tony, Hulk, um, and then Natasha, Thor. Thor, Yeah, Cap, Tony, Hulk, Thor, and then the two street level. Mm. Yeah. See, that's what I mean, man. I, I. I don't know if one of the main ones will bite the dust. Like, I, I don't feel like it would be Hawkeye because they're bringing him back as Ronan. So, and I don't think that, uh, what's his name, who plays the character, um, escapes Jeremy me. Renner? Yeah, thank you. 
Um, yeah, I don't, I don't feel like he's ready to like back out of the franchise from what I've seen. So I don't know. I, I feel like it's going to be some fringe ones, man. I think Nebula on the mark. Um, could be Falcon. Could be Falcon. Um, who else is there? I don't think any of the Guardians. Oh, maybe one of the Guardians. Like, I, I hope it wouldn't be Rocket or Groot. But yeah, like because the Guardians lineup has changed over time. So you know, that's there's a possibility there. Could be what's her name? Um, uh, um, not Wasp. What's her name? Um, with the antennas. Uh, uh, what's her name? I can't. I can't grab it. Out of uh, Scarlett Johansson. No, no, no. Out of out of the Guardians. Um, oh, uh, Gamora. No, not Gamora. The one with the antennas. The final oh, one. Oh, Mantis. Yeah, Mantis. Mantis. Yeah, Mantis. Yeah. So it could could be someone like that. You know what I mean? Like, I I think that's where where it'll it'll. I think if there's any if there's going to be any sort of cataclysmic like losses, that's what you'll see. I think they'll be fringe characters. And that will then leave a smaller unit of Avengers and leftovers to battle against Thanos. You know what I mean? Yeah. Who, I, by the way, who, by the way, we haven't really seen his face in any of the trailers yet. Just seen his hand as he walks through the, the field, which I think is interesting. I kind of enjoyed that. I kind of enjoyed the the homage to the comics in that with his outfit just chilling there on the scarecrow. Yeah, that is cool. Mm. It just uh love seeing that photo. Um go back and watch the trailer again, man, the first trailer. It's great. Oh, I I watched it the uh, I watched it yesterday just to watch oh. it. I, I was I was I, I love that I just love the change. Marvel has that great way of drawing you in you're sitting there you're listening to tony you can you can almost hear the echo of space in mm. his voice you can hear the emptiness the 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 nothing that they're surrounded by you can hear the hopelessness and and the resignation and then it just hits you with that dun, dun, dun. and then the Avengers thing slowly dusts away like like all the characters did. You're just like, oh yeah, I'm right back in. Like it just God damn, I don't know how powerful does that. I really don't, man. Like they just bring you in and your blood just goes from zero to bring me that bastard's head. <laughs> um speaking of his head, we haven't touched on him. Does he die? Does Thanos, die. Oh, he, he has to, right? Like, surely he can't get away with murder over the course of two films. Like, <laughs> but, 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 look, look, if you're looking at a formula, and I, and I know it's a bit different, but Darth Vader made it through a fair few films, so you never know, man. You never know. Yeah, and Darth, Darth, Darth Vader really did. Um, it's possible. Yeah. Um, I've been going back and forth in this and I've wondered about this because I know people want to see Thanos lose. 
Like, of uh, course, people want to see that. But what I want to know with Thanos is, does does he lose like he normally... Because Thanos is the villain you can't get rid of. He's the pain in your ass that you can't eliminate. No matter how many times you get rid of this dude, he comes back, and he comes back. And the thing that motivates Thanos in the comics is he is literally hoping to die! Because dying will finally put him alongside the woman he loves the most. So, that is a terrifying concept to go up against. A guy who is hoping to die to be with his eternal love. It's very Frank Castle. Um, yeah, but, he's but, but Thanos never really gets killed. I mean, he does, but then, you know, death brings him back and makes him more powerful than ever before. Like, <laughs> except she then says, bring me half the universe. I need souls. And that's where we get the infinity gauntlet. So this guy's been killed before, but death brings him back. So I'm kind of settling on, I think they'll kill him, but they'll bring him back. Like, do we see a hint of death at the end of this? Like, leaving that nugget in our minds like, yeah! Our boy's coming back. Because let's be real, dude. Thanos was the star of Infinity War. Like, he just really was. Josh Brolin killed it. Oh, yeah, he owned it, man. And, like, that that's the thing, man. Such a powerful character who has such a rich history in terms of the comics. Like, to kill him off, like, definitively would would be silly. And I, I don't feel like they would, would do that. That's what he, he may, like, get his ass beat and live to fight another day kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's... But you, you might have hit the nail on the head. Like, they, they can always bring him back if they do kill him. So, but, yeah. Um, all I know is, all I, wanted, all I want is, like, some, like, fatalities. Give me some fatalities. In this <laughs> I, don't want, I, don't, I don't want people disappearing into, into dust flakes. Like, just, just give me some actual fatalities. I want to see some, like, some carnage. I want to I see people like Corvus Glaive with, you know an object shoved through their chest. I want to see incinerated outriders. Like I, I want to see it all. Like I want to see Mbaku as the, as, as, as the gorilla God, instead of the black Panther. Like I want to see it all. I've got a question for you. Though. Okay. I've got a question. Is Thanos like, okay, let me, let me sort of reword this. So, Everyone's thinking, yep, they're all going to go up against Thanos. It's going to be on. But who else is going to be fighting with Thanos? It can't be just him against against the world, surely. Like, surely he's got to have some, There's got to be another uh, villain in in the film. Do you think? Like, what? How they're going to handle that? What do? You, what would you? Who would you like to see? Or what do you think we're going to see? So. I'm sure you uh, have seen the Captain Marvel website. I haven't, no. Well, if you go to marvel.com forward slash Captain Marvel, you get um, you get a very uh, <laughs> you get a very nineties uh, web page. Actually, like something straight out of Geo Cities or Angel Fire. Okay. Uh, 
done completely on purpose. This is this is Marvel that did this, and 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 they're taking you back to the '90s in just one more way. This is why I love their marketing department. Like, there's nobody better than them. Um, but if you say, why don't you go? I don't want to ruin this for you. Why don't you go to Captain? Why don't you go to Marvel.com, Captain Marvel? All right, I'm punching it in now. And then where is it? Having some technical difficulties. Hang on one second. All right, it's loading. Haha, <laughs> that's so cool. But one of the things that they had mm. in their site, and it, I don't know if they've changed it or it's looking like they changed it or I've got to find the right link. But um, if you, uh, it, one of the links for like point for a little bit was actually Annihilus. Okay. Right. I can't see see the character here anywhere. But yeah, go on. Yeah, you can't see a link for, for it anywhere. Um Marvel teased a major on their nineties website. Um I'm pulling this up. It looks like me a false alarm. Um and some folks have pointed out that the annihilus related URL is probably one, but what ended up happening is that if uh, the URL for the throwback features a bit of an Easter egg for the uh, um, for Annihilus, and the URL started out with uh, HTTPS colon forward slash forward slash I dot Annihil dot US. Yeah. That was sort of dropped in there. And I don't think that that was by mistake because okay. Annihilus has been a pretty... Uh, a pretty popular character um, yes. in the galactic sense for quite quite some time. And uh, uh, yeah, if you type, type the link in now, it doesn't work. Um, yeah. So yeah, that's kind of crazy. But yeah, they had a link in there for Annihilus for quite some time. Um, if I had a guess, I would venture to guess that it would be one of those other cosmic beings and they could do something like Annihilation where... Uh, they, the Earth had to deal with an outside threat as well as take care of Thanos. I mean, we are talking about a three-hour movie here, so we do have time for two villains. We don't. We get there has there has to be another another badass. Like I, I just don't think using him in the singular capacity like they did in the last film. Don't get me wrong; he, he did have you know the other three henchmen with him um, in terms of as aiding his cause. But like, you got to think that they're gonna bring bring the ruckus, so to speak, and 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 m not make it easy on 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 these guys. Like in terms of, okay, well we're gonna go up against Thanos. And Thanos is like, well, hang on a second, <laughs> it's not just me. Like, <laughs> have you met my friend that I've been farming with? <laughs> Sorry, he's like Thanos just shows up. Have you met my neighbor that I've been farming with? His name is Annihilus. You know, like. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's just cool, man. Marvel, like you said, man, like Marvel bait and switch, and they also are full of surprises. So, and the, and the thing is, you, you're touching on a nihilist, like bringing him in would also make sense because he's such a um, uh, a big sort of character in terms of uh, with Fantastic Four as well. So, like that eventually ties into their plans potentially. Into, when they get the the the, the Fantastic Four, we know Marvel's first family is going to get a reboot. Like, there's no way in crap they're going to leave Doctor Doom on the sidelines. Like, it's just not going to happen. Yeah, of course not. Yeah, nor should. Uh, it. Yeah, yeah. There's, there's a lot of man. They're they're, just, they're, just, they're basically just lining up, lining all these things up, man. Like until they get the rights back. Uh, you know, Galactus and Doom and da 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 da. Like it's it's all happening, man. It's all gonna happen. I can't wait, man. It's gonna be uh it's gonna be some fun. Well, one of the things that we should do um is uh we should really try and do a twenty two films in review podcast, man. Um, I've got all of the movies uh, saved for the first uh, phase. Uh, well, I actually have all of the movies, but digitally I have everything yeah. up in the first phase. So uh, I will uh, I will make sure to get you on that so you can watch them and you can just tell the wife it sucks. We're watching Marvel movies. This has just got to happen. Well, I've, I've got to get through, I've got to get through my Game of Thrones rewatch. I'm up to season five right now, so I'm. I'm that's taking up a lot of my TV. Not that I have a lot of TV time anymore with my job, but majority of my TV viewing has been centered around that. I haven't, I haven't watched any Marvel films of late. Actually, I've been meaning to rewatch black Panther because I've been having a hankering to see that again, but, um, watch that been, the I, other night. I haven't even, watched, I haven't even watched infinity war, man, because unlike you guys in America, we didn't get it on Netflix here. So, we it, it's and I doubt we obviously will now with Disney subscription service cup. So we got stitched in that department. Um, so I actually want to do a rewatch of that too. That's that's definitely due. I think I'm gonna have to go out and buy that one on. on well, I may I, I may I may may happen to have a copy laying around that uh, that you can watch. Uh, may just you know Infinity Wars laying around, but. I'm going to put myself on a path to watch rewatch all 22 movies, no matter how many of them I don't want to watch again, because I've seen them so many times. I'm going to put my path on a, I'm going to put myself on a path to do it. And the best part is I'm going to watch these bastards in 3d. Yeah. That's fun, man. That's great. Cause I've got that 3d TV with the active 3d. Yeah. Watch you waste your money on a 3d TV. Exactly. For this reason, like, Literally, I had Phase One and Two of Marvel collected in 3D before I ever owned a 3D TV, <laughs> because I knew. You know, some people have that car that they want that they've wanted since they were a kid. I wanted yeah. a 3D TV. Ever <laughs> since I saw EO, I have wanted a 3D TV. Yeah, to each There's their some- own. To each their own. There's some throwback for you. Michael Jackson's Captain EO. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's been a long time, Josh. It's been a long time. <laughs> but, um, well, mate, what have you got coming up this week? What are you doing? Just relaxing? What's on your schedule? 
Uh, what have I got on this week, man? Mainly just work, man. Uh, my job, um, which our listeners won't really know, I, I run a, uh, a bar slash tuckeria here in Melbourne, and it's extremely busy. Majority you just of the time. Me a question. I was wondering, what are the bar alcohol uh, hours in, in, in Australia? What, like ours are from 6 a.m. until, um, until uh, uh, 2 a.m. All right, so it does vary from state to state, but here in Victoria, where I'm based, uh, liquor licensing commences at 11 a.m. And you, depending on the night, um, and what sort of venue you are, um, your license can finish at, say, 11 p.m. Into, or until the wee hours of the morning, just depending on what sort of – if you're a club or a bar or a restaurant and what sort of license you apply for. So our venue is open from Tuesday through Sunday, and our license on Fridays and Saturdays, for example, is extended in, until 1 a.m. Obviously, they're our busiest night. So, yeah, but on a Sunday, I think it's capped at 10 or 11. So, yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, we don't, unlike in the state where you could walk into like a, um, a bodega or a 7 Eleven and buy a beer or bottle of wine or something like, like that here, our convenience stores uh, don't sell alcohol. Um, you can only buy alcohol from uh, establishments or drive through bottle shops or bottle shops attached to, like, supermarkets. But, yeah, they also are under the same licensing in terms of uh, liquor can only be sold from 11 a.m. onwards. Oh, man, that's brutal. Like, yeah, there's no doubt. I don't really drink much anymore, but I do like knowing that I can go to 7-Eleven, and if, I, if I've had a day, it's there for me. Yeah. I can't remember the last time I've done that, but I like knowing it's there for me. <laughs> yeah, like, I remember... Uh, one of the last times I was in Los Angeles, I had just gotten off a, um, a flight from Chicago and I went straight to my tattooist and I spent, uh, like I literally dropped my bags in the hotel and went to the tattooist and um, I dropped, uh, I, I sat there for nine hours getting uh, tattooed straight without, really without a break. And by hour six, like I was dying and then, by hour nine, I was dead. You were ready to faint. Yeah, I walked out. Of, I walked out of the the studio, and and next door there was like a convenience store, like a dodgy little one. And I walked straight in there, and I bought the biggest can of beer <laughs> that I've ever consumed in one hit. And I think I think I bought like a pack of chips or, or like a pack of crisps or something like that. I can't remember it or Cheetos <laughs> or something. And I. I got that beer, and I before I even walked out the door, I'd opened it, and I necked it in between the short <laughs> room from the tattooist back. Well, oh, that can was gone, baby. Like, uh, <laughs> I felt like you didn't like, even have time to tell you, dude. You can't open that in here. It's not like that. <laughs> I literally just cracked it and started drinking it as I walked out after I paid for it. Like, and I stood. I stood on the, and I, and I stood on the street and I lit a cigarette as well and I was just like oh my god I needed this one. So nine hours was your longest. Yeah, yeah, that's my longest that, sitting that, in one. That, trip. That, that, that's your Jordan. Uh, that was that was actually Pippin. Yeah, that was Pippin. 
Okay, so Pippin was nine hours, and I've got you beat by three hours. Oof. You've done 12 in one hit. I did the tw- Thanos was 12 hours. Wow. We did everything on Thanos, my entire forearm, basically top to bottom, colored, outline, everything we did in, in, in one day. It was a 12-hour day. That's a big city, man. Yeah. By the end of that day, like I went home and I didn't even know, like I just didn't even know anymore. Like yeah. I am reasonably sure that I had ink poison, <laughs> but we just watched me, made sure I was okay, and yeah, Thanos healed up like a beauty. But I have never gone through so much A and D in my life. Yeah, that's the thing. Like for those of you who have never been tattooed, like. It, it like don't ever let anyone tell you that it doesn't hurt. But the, the thing that a lot of people don't ever really talk about is when you sit there for so long and you're sitting so still, and at the same time you're being hammered with a needle and you're bleeding as well. Like, and your body is going through the shock of the actual injury that is being sort of inflicted upon you, as well as like your own adrenaline and stuff like that. It, there's a whole lot. Of, weird feeling man you're like especially when they get to the part where you're like this should hurt but i'm already in so much pain that this is now just annoying but it also really hurts yeah and then and then to clear away the surface area of like blood and excess ink and sweat and gunk they wipe the skin with like a swab of of uh alcohol on like a on paper and up and after after six or seven hours of being tattered in the one area and they wipe you with that it's basically like they're taking sandpaper and they're wiping it across your skin on an open wound so i have have to beg my artist to change his rags i'm like hey man i I know that you can get a lot in this but that one's starting to feel like sandpaper can you switch it up (laughs) it's that's that's probably the worst feeling if i had to pick the one thing that bugs me the most, it's the wiping, the wiping, the wiping, the wiping, the wiping, because your skin is just raw. raw. It's just raw. Yeah. <sighs> but it's all games, though. Don't get us wrong. <laughs> to those of you who haven't been tattooed before, it is a cool experience. I, I highly suggest that if you are thinking about it, take the plunge. It's fun. Make sure that you get something that you really, 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 really want. Um, and don't have any tattoo regret uh, nope. down the track. Like, like pain is beauty. I've learned to I've learned to understand that phrase, man. Because my arm is a modern work of art, and I am totally okay with it. But it definitely took me two years before I wanted to do another one. And now I'm kind of itch chomping at the bit to get. Uh, we're going to do Kamala Khan to start out with. So we're doing my- street. Street level characters on the right arm. This is going to suck even more. <laughs> my friend, and if you haven't seen Josh's tattoo, you should jump on on Twitter and check out the pinned tweet on his page because it's pretty bloody impressive. But uh, I can't lie, I do have Marvel Comics tattoo envy when I see that because it makes me think about my poor lonely war machine on my leg and how I've never gotten around to actually fully commencing the leg sleeve of Marvel characters that I wanted to do. But uh, as with tattoos, it's about time and it's about effort and money because the things aren't cheap. Yeah, especially if you're flying to L.A. to get one done. 
Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind that part of it, buddy. Well, I'll tell you what, dude. I'll convince you to come all the way out here. So that way you uh, you you can get tattooed by my guy and we'll fill in your leg sleeve and you can just camp out with me. How about that? Oh, man, like, guarantee the next time I'm back, back in Los Angeles, man, I'm making a trip to Bakersfield. Like, that's happening. Or well, I'll make a trip to Los Angeles. When my buddy um, who works for WQAM in Miami, Alex Dono, when, uh, when he came out here, we drove down to Los Angeles and hung out with him and we went to this uh, – little arcade bar and had some beers and played some arcade games. They had the old WWF game in there. Uh, WWF. That's that. My favorite. I love that thing. We, uh, Alex and I actually cut a WWE promo after beating these guys in a match, (laughs) which was ridiculous. I'll have to find that video and post it online for you guys. Nice. but, uh, yeah, man, I think we've covered just about everything. Um, I can promise we will be back more frequently and with more guests. Uh, before we get out of here, I want to give a little disclaimer and a shout-out. Special thank you to our producer, Scott W. Johnston, who takes the time and effort to do this for me as a friend. That said, Scott is definitely open and looking for people to take on um, as a client for podcasting. Uh, he does great work. Um, he just expects to get paid. Um, so if you are in the need of a producer, an experienced producer, please, you can get in contact with me. You can get in contact with Adam. Or you can get contact with Scott. Scotty, what's your Twitter? I am at Swudge Speaks. Sludge? Swudge, my initials, S-W-J. Oh, SWJ Speaks. <laughs> SWJ Speaks. That's that's a little bit more helpful than Swudge. Yeah. <laughs> Just a bit. But, uh, Scotty, yeah, if you want to give a short rundown of, of what you want to take on uh, before we get out of here, go ahead, man. Take, yeah, take guys. Me. Hey, thanks for the opportunity. Uh, like Josh said, I have over five years of experience as a podcast editor, producer, and host, and I am looking for about nine more clients. I have a long-term client I've been working with for a while, and I'm looking for nine more clients, and I would limit your episodes to a half hour to an hour, and if it's a weekly show, um, limited to that because, like I said, I am looking for nine clients, so I'm trying to do two episodes a day because they take, if it's an hour, they take uh, about two hours to edit and produce and get uploaded. So, um, yeah, if uh, anybody out there is looking for a podcast producer, I would be happy to talk to you guys and we'll uh, talk more in detail when you get a hold of me. So, thanks a lot, Josh. Hey, no problem, man. We appreciate everything you do for us, man. And you know I've always been a fan of you. And you know I, we've always been in each other's corner. And that's not going to change. I've I've literally been with Scott since the beginning. Like, I can't... Scotty at this point is like my unofficial best friend. Like, we've been at this from the beginning. We talk often enough. Not, not as often as we should. But 
I will go to war for this man. He's always gone to war for me, and I'm telling you, he does great work. So if you need somebody, get at him or get at us. So uh, for Third Nerd, and by the way, we're looking at a potential name change to bring this thing into comics only. Uh, but for right now, we're sticking with Third Nerd because we already got a webpage for it. Ta-ta! But I am talking to somebody about commissioning an artwork for a new name, new podcast, uh, etc. So uh, bear with us for a couple weeks while we uh, while we go under construction. But we will be back soon with another podcast, definitely next week. And um, I'm going to get cracking on talking to Becky Cloonan, and we'll figure out a time to set it up with her. So hopefully by next time, we'll either A, be talking to her, or B, we will have a time for you guys. So for Adam, I'm Josh, and our producer Scott. This is Third and Nerd. We want to thank you guys for listening. Peace out.